You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while if you can. Peter King on loan from NBC, Football Night in America, will join us. Ray Allen, one of the great shooters of all time, Hall of Famer, and apparently the Cold War with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce is over after a decade. You know, sometimes you have a feud. It's like if you have an argument with your wife and then you forget, like, why are you mad at each other? Like, what, what are we mad at each other about? Well, you didn't want to put the milk back in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. And that's why we were mad at each other for a week? Yes. Okay. I don't know what happened 10 years ago other than Ray Allen decided that he was going to leave and go to the Miami Heat, and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce took that personally. So apparently uh, the, the thaw is beginning between those two, those three. Got a little hug there as they retired Kevin Garnett's jersey, and Ray was there. You know, Ray, to his credit, he shows up, and he doesn't cause any problems with this, that it's more Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce that uh, you left us. Rajon Rondo also involved in that as well. Yes, Todd. And Ray said he wasn't even sure if he should have shown up. He didn't know how he wanted to ruin <laughs> Kevin Garnett's uh, big night. What was that delivery? I'm not hearing it. I don't know. All right. The content was good. If you can get past I didn't the even orthodontic hear it. sounds and saliva. No, I didn't hear it. I mean, I didn't know what you said. Ray I, Allen uh, had suggested that he wasn't sure if he was going to show up on Saturday night. On Marvin, Marvin, would you see if Tyler can clip that? We'll play it back for Todd so you can hear what we hear. Yes, Paul. No offense to anyone who has a retainer. When I was in grade school and someone sitting next to me. But Todd doesn't have a retainer. Right. It sounds like a young person who has a retainer in. No offense. I'll have to practice my speaking. I don't know how else to uh, address that. Okay. Seaton, you okay back there? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, you just hear it and you know what's coming. And you're like, oh, God, is this going to be the next three minutes or three hours? No, no. Just a couple of minutes. That's all. Just... Uh, 877-877. No, it's not. Not necessary. No, that was was accidental. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to Chat Row. Uh, also Peacock, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country. Yes, Eaton. How would you like a uh, update on the poll question, Dan, from Hour 1? Sure. sure. Uh, next season, Deshaun Watson plays four. Do you want to guess who's winning? Your I, options are, I threw in the Texans. Texans, Seahawks, <laughs> that ain't Eagles, Browns, Saints, Panthers, other. All right, do we want to make a prediction? So we made a prediction last week with Aaron Rodgers. Two hours later, he stayed in Green Bay. Todd, I'll let you go first. Deshaun Watson is playing where this upcoming season? New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints. Good call. Okay. Seton O'Connor. Uh, I'm going to say the Panthers. All right. Marvin. Seton took mine. Panthers. Yeah. Panthers. Okay. Pauline. Absolutely the Saints. Okay. Absolutely the Saints. Yeah. It makes so much sense for both sides. Okay. I was going to say Carolina because if they, but then do they keep Christian McCaffrey? I would think if you bring in Deshaun Watson, you want to keep Christian McCaffrey. That owner 
is desperate for a quarterback. And he thought he had one in Sam Darnold. It's just the Saints feel like they're really close. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Saints. I'm gonna go Saints. Yes, Paulie. Part two of the question. Who is he playing for Ooh. week one? Team nobody. You know what I mean? Is he playing week one? Is that like a commissioner's exempt list yes. situation? I not not which roster will be on, which will he be on the field week one? I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say no. Who's leading the poll question? Right now, uh, we've got 37% Panthers followed by the Saints, and then Browns actually at 19%. After that, it really drops off. I mean, it would be wild if he went to the Browns, considering what you have with Baker Mayfield. Coming off surgery, what happens to Baker Mayfield? Yeah, uh, Seaton. But if you're the Browns, it feels like you chose Baker Mayfield over Odell Beckham Jr., Yes. So then how could you move on from him the very next season? Well, you don't have Jarvis Landry either. So you bring in Amari Cooper. Like, I don't understand this. That you brought in OBJ. Didn't like, I didn't like the move. I love Jarvis Landry. And now Jarvis Landry, I think is a six-time pro bowler. He's gone. And now you bring in Amari Cooper. You trade for Amari Cooper. I, I'm not quite sure of the strategy with the Browns, but... We, Baker doesn't take too kindly to these kind of things or that he should be benched or he shouldn't be playing or he's holding the Browns back. Now you're going to interview, talk to Deshaun Watson. It's one of those that you can't walk it back. Like it's now it's done. Now it's a slight. We'll talk to Peter King about this. He'll join us uh, coming up. You know, big, big spending in NFL free agency is nothing new. And sometimes I go back a couple of years ago where we looked at the New York Giants and they loaded up on their defense. Olivier Vernon. I just remember they had like four or five guys and all of a sudden it's like, oh, they won the the offseason. They won free agency. And then we realized the Giants weren't any good. I thought the Jags did a really good job. They signed a couple of, uh, you get alignment, a couple of wide receivers there. You got a quarterback on a rookie contract. Um you know, the Bengals, I thought the Bengals did pretty well. They uh, signed their defensive end, Trey Hendrickson. Uh, he had 14 sacks, helping the Bengals. They also get a right guard, Alex Kappa. He was a Pro Bowl alternate. I thought that was great. They got Ted Karras. He was uh, one of the top guards, top 10 guards in uh, pass blocking efficiency. You got that. I mean, that's why I keep saying about you can invest $100 million in your quarterback, but if you're investing nickels and dimes into your offensive line, you're going to have an Andrew Luck situation. But the Bengals, you got to protect your quarterback, and uh, it looks like they've done a pretty good job there. Yeah, Paul. And doesn't it seem like this is uh, the Bengals' first time in their history that they've been attractive to free agents? If I'm a team that wants to, comp- a guy who wants to compete, sure, uh, it seems like a nice place to live. All that low cost of living, yeah. The Bengals have never been the place where, like, oh, I wouldn't mind playing there. I've got a chance to compete every year. Yeah, I don't know if you go back in time, and I think I brought this up uh, recently. How many free agents have gone out of their way to want to sign with Cincinnati? Well, now you have this quarterback, and you, you know, you got a team that went to the Super Bowl. Now, maybe it was a fluke. But you still have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And you start with those two, and you got a chance. And that's all you need in the NFL. You got your quarterback, you got a chance. Tom Brady's return means that we get some incredible quarterback showdowns. He's going to face Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, 
Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. A pretty impressive list there. But that's where you look at this uphill battle of if the Saints happen to get Deshaun Watson, then all of a sudden the NFC South changes. And Brady with that uh, schedule there, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to be even hosting a playoff game because that seems like pretty tough sledding for him. All right, uh, let's see, a couple of things. I mentioned NFL free agency day one, Deshaun Watson talking to the Cleveland Browns today. He's also got, uh, he's going to be deposed for these civil lawsuits today. Steelers get Mitchell Trubisky. I like the move. Carl Anthony Towns dropped 60 points last night, and the Lakers have lost 8 of 10. I'm trying to figure out, you know, with Carl Anthony Towns, and those are big numbers, but he's put up 56 before. He scored 32 in the third quarter. Highest scoring quarter in the NBA since Kevin Love had 34 in the first quarter back in 2016. The last time somebody had at least 60 points and 17 rebounds in a game was Shaq back in 2000. He had 61 and 23. Minnesota, by the way, did beat the San Antonio Spurs. Yes, Marv. You would have played the stat of the day music there. I was going to, but you kept going. Okay. So you were saying for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Should I play that now for you? Now you can do it. Now. There you go. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Top. You got career stats for Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, in his second year in the league, Dan, 16 and 17, he was averaging 25 points, 12 and a half rebounds. So he's always been a scorer, but he's only played in five playoff games in his career, and those playoff games were in 2018. He doesn't get any postseason run or attention. Well, I don't even know if he's the best player on his own team because Anthony Edwards is awesome. But, uh, you know, Minnesota's, you know, maybe we're starting to see something here. Maybe. Because they do have some talent there. Does anybody know the name of the Minnesota Timberwolves coach? Yeah, Paulie? I'm sure it's not. Eric Musselman's probably somewhere else, like Nevada. He's still or in Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. It's a good guess, though. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Seton? Phil Harvey. <laughs> it it's sort of like that. Okay. Even though there is no Phil Harvey. Yeah, I just made up that name on the uh, spot. Is his last is it Chad Finch? You're making that up. <laughs> I, I could you check and see? Because sometimes I will go out of my way to watch the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, Todd. Is that like one of those old Hill coaches, Brian Hill or Bob Hill? Did they give him another chance? <laughs> I didn't make that sound again. You just I? did. Yeah, I don't you, know what's going yes, on. Yes, you did. Yes, Paul. I guess a gentleman named Chris Finch coaches the Timberwolves. Chris Finch. Congratulations. Chris Finch. Okay. He's been there since, oh, since 2021. Yeah. Long time. Right, he Chris. might be coach of the year. Chris Finch. How can you not like a Finch? Dan, he's from Cambridge, Ohio. Mm. Is that your area? It's. I think it's around Zanesville. Maybe. All right. Yeah. So, Carl uh, Anthony Town scored 60 points. But now it's to the now it's to the point where you're like uh, uh, Trey Young had 47 or Steph had whatever he, like it's it's become easier to score a lot. It feels like if you're a, a good player, great player, you can put up these kind of numbers every single night. 
And a lot of it has to do with, you know, defense, lack thereof, the three-point shot, teams buying into that three-point shot. Uh, you know, but Carl Anthony Towns is a good three-point shooter. And he takes great pride in uh, his ability to shoot. He, he might be the most unathletic guy to ever score 60 points. Like, wow. But I know. That's, that's mean is, spirit. Is that a compliment in any way? Um, he did score 60. But if you watch Carl Anthony Towns run up and down the floor, like, I feel bad for him. I, I feel like he's, he's laboring it's to get up. very tight. Remember when Dirk Nowitzki in his last year, and you're like, oh, Dirk, man, you are. I can't say you're slowing down. You're just slow. Yeah, Pauline. Least athletic player who scored 60, Carl Anthony Towns, appearing. Larry Bird scored 60, his career high. Who appears less athletic? Carl Anthony Towns. Really? Yes. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns looks like Herman Munster if he was running. <laughs> wow. It looks like it hurts him when he runs. Definitely Carl Anthony Towns. All right, uh, we mentioned last hour, do NFL teams have fight songs? Because I thought, you know, we, we were excited about Mitchell Trubisky and we were going to play the Steeler fight song. And then I go, I don't even know if they have a fight song. What is the Steeler fight song? Well, unofficially, you know how like University of Wisconsin going into the fourth quarter, they play jump oh, yeah. around? The Steelers for a while now have been playing a song. A cl- I always call it a classic rock song. Maybe not a classic song. Mm. I, th- I think I could give you a thousand guesses and you wouldn't guess. And it's a classic rock song? It's. It was very popular at the time. It's from a band that was very popular at the time. Now is not, um, history has not been kind to this band. Late 70s, you probably played it a lot when you're FM DJing. All right. Chicago rock band. Sticks? Yes. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Renegade. By sticks. Lawman is putting into my running, and I'm so far from my home. Ladies and gentlemen, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Let's kick it up a little bit here, boys. Hangman is coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Now we mean business. Yeah! Come on! Come on, Mitchell! Woo! All right. Would that song be better if they started right at when it kicks in? Because it's really the... Uh, Feels like you kind of need the build a little bit. Mm, Yeah, Paul. I I know Sticks very well. They lead the league in long ramp-ups. Remember that song, Come Sail Away? Mm. Come Sail Away takes like a minute and a half to get Mm. to the post. They couldn't possibly have longer lead-ups than Rush. That's not... Rush has seven different riffs just to start the song. Yeah. Yeah, that (laughs) that one's tough. I wonder if it just... If you just kicked it in like that. Yeah, Marv. But like even like Phil Collins in the air tonight, you have to play... Everything right. up until the build-up to the drums. No, I'm okay with that because there's a little bit of suspense there with with Phil Collins. You can just you can, but it's not a voice that is the build-up. Did you just hear that harmony? Yeah. Oh, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> 
Thank you. Uh, yeah, seat. And even Phil Collins in the air tonight, even after the drums, didn't really kick in. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, you know I mean, wow. It kind of starts and then it goes do 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 do. That's that's about as kicked in as it gets. Okay. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, Paulie. It's, it could be blasphemous in some communities. Yeah. <laughs> I love Marvin's attempt at singing "Sticks." Have you ever heard of "Sticks," Marvin? I heard of that song. I think it was in Billy Madison. Oh, I heard the song. Okay. All right. Did they do "Lady" as well? "Lady" is in uh, uh, old school during the. I think but, Lady by Sticks is playing in, in the wedding scene in old school. I know that. They have a song called Lady and a song called Babe, don't they? Oh, yeah, Babe, I'm Leaving. Yeah. Babe, I'm Leaving. Yeah, I know. That's, that, that was not good. Let me take a break. Um, <laughs> I, I danced with Melissa Nussbaum in eighth grade to Babe, I'm Leaving. It was a great night for me. Really? Oh, yeah. How about for her? Not so much. <laughs> That's how it usually worked out. Save room for the Lord. Always, <laughs> always, yeah, always got to leave a little for the now Holy Spirit. Is playing, though. Damn, I, I hated that when the nun would come up and save room for the Lord. And I'd say, how, what's, what's the Lord's size? I need to, I need to, like, I got to figure this out here. Help us out. Help, help a brother out here, sister. All right, let's take a break. Peter King will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Everybody says they're number one. In the golfing business, oh, we got the number one this, we got it. Nobody argues this. Odyssey has the number one putter in golf. It just does. And there's substance behind that. Number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Number one worldwide in wins. The last 37 major championships across PGA, LPGA, and Champions Tour, more pros played an Odyssey putter in those majors. More pros won majors in 2021 with an Odyssey putter. It's just the facts, man. And it's great that to be affiliated with great products, like, you know, Callaway Golf and Odyssey. You know, Call- Callaway, as we've been telling you about, all the great things, that new Rogue Driver, their irons, and they have the Odyssey putter. Try Hot 5K, T-R-I Hot 5K. It's a classic blade, the forgiveness of a mallet, which doesn't even make sense, doesn't even seem like it's possible. Best players in the world rely on Odyssey when it matters the most. See what makes Odyssey the number one putter on tour at odysseygolf.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Make sure you go to danpatrick.com, sign up for the newsletter, and you can enter our bracket challenge. You got the perfect bracket, and you'll win $1 million. So, so Traeger stepped up, got a grill to give away, Link Soul gift card, Callaway Driver, Panini Illusions, Football Mega Box with their trading cards, and it's all made possible thanks to our great sponsors, DanPatrick.com. Sign up for the newsletter, enter, get info, and all the rules. He's the popular Peter King, Football Morning in America columnist, and, of course, contributor to Football Night in America. Day one of free agency. Who stood out, good or bad, Pete? I think the Los Angeles Chargers have virtually remade their team in the last seven days, signing Mike Williams uh, to a big deal. So they keep, uh, you know, Justin Herbert's really become his favorite receiver. Uh, Then they go out and trade for Khalil Mack, who none of us really know how much he has left. But 
clearly at age 31, he becomes the piece that kind of Von Miller became for Aaron Donald in with the Rams. And then they go out and they get the best corner on the market. Uh, J.C. Jackson has got more interceptions than anybody in the last four years in the NFL. And I think, and they get Sebastian Joseph data as a space eater in the middle of their defensive line. What the Chargers said in essence was, what and what Brandon Staley told me at the scouting combine, we are going to become a deep team. And that's what they are becoming right now. When he was the defensive coordinator of the Rams two years ago, he had a lot more depth on his side of the ball. And that is what, in my opinion, this early portion of free agency in the MAC trade does to the Chargers. They've been the most aggressive and most impressive team so far. I thought the Jags uh, made some moves. The Bengals made some moves, short up the offensive line. Is there maybe that, uh, that big weapon still out there that you, could, uh, that you think some teams are going to be fighting over? I don't think so, Dan. I think that this is one of the this – is, this is probably the sanest first 24 hours <laughs> of the free agent signing period uh, that I've seen in a long time because there are still some very good players out there. There's a cornerback, Darius Williams, who a year ago was probably a top five corner in the NFL. He's still very highly regarded. He's young. Uh, he's waiting to strike it rich. So there are players who the NFL is saying, we like you, but we're not going to pay a ransom for you. There are very few ransoms this year as opposed to last year in the first 24 hours. Do you like what the Steelers did or the Commanders did at quarterback? More. Mike Florio had a great line about Carson Wentz is that finally he has been kicked out of the house. You know, he, he, he came into the NFL and there was, you know, his two most important guys were Doug Peterson and Frank Reich. Well, Doug Peterson, uh, you know, benched him and the Eagles divorced him. And then he went to uh, his safe haven, Frank Reich. Well, after one year, that's over. Now he goes to where nobody knows him. And he, he basically has got to convince everybody, hey, I am still the quarterback you saw in 2017 before I suffered this knee injury. Um, and I think mentally this is the best thing for him. He's been thrown out by the two people who like him, have liked him the most in the NFL. Now, I probably like Washington a little bit more than Pittsburgh mm. because we still are not convinced at all that Mitchell Trubisky is a good NFL quarterback. And he benefited. I mean, Dan, he benefited greatly by not playing last year. <laughs> so think about that. He, he, I mean, he played for Brian Dable uh, and Sean McDermott, but he never played. So the point is, he looked great in practice. So what? What does that mean? We still don't know. The thing I like about this from the Steelers' point of view is, let's say he has two great years the next two years and proves that he's the successor to Ben Roethlisberger. His contract maxes out at $27 million over two years. He's still going to be incredibly cheap. Yeah. So the way I look at this is I think the Steelers did a smart thing. I just still have no idea if Mitchell Trubisky's really any good. 
Tom Brady retiring or unretiring more surprising to you? Oh, probably about equal because I think we all knew that there was a good chance he was going to come back. And now that we saw how he came back, you know, Dan, he had to come back. If he was going to come back, he had to come back by Sunday. Now with some hindsight, we understand he wanted Ryan Jensen badly. I think if you look at the guys who he really wants back, it's Ryan Jensen, Rob Gronkowski. Um, those to me, Chris Godwin, one, one and one a, and then comes Chris Godwin. But Ryan Jensen is the most important to him because he's already lost, um, you know, a Pro Bowl guard in Ali Marpet, who was not coming back. He's retired, and then he knew they were going to lose Alex Kappa to free agency. He could not come back to a totally denuded interior offensive line. And when, when you look at what Ryan Jensen meant to him, he's got a little S streak to him, you know, where, you know, he's not a friendly guy out there. That's what Brady wants when he's in the middle of these, you know, these little battles he's, he's having. And so I think it was really important that he gets him back. So, Tom Brady Sunday told the Bucks, you better get Ryan Jensen back. And then he told Ryan Jensen, look, I'm fighting for you. Don't agree anywhere else before, you know, you get absolutely as far down the road as you can with the Bucks. Sunday night at 11 o'clock, uh, his agent, Mike McCartney, uh, you know, tweets that this deal is done. That was crucial. But I think in general, I don't think this is that complicated, Dan. Jim Gray told me on Sunday night, Essentially, Tom Brady doesn't want to be watching TV in September and look at the TV and said, I'm as good or better than any of these guys. Michael Jordan still watches NBA games, Peter, and probably thinks the same thing. Hey, Joe Theismann thought it until maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. So you're right about that. I'm sure Michael Jordan, hey, look. Michael Jordan could could go out right now on a given night and score 20. I, we're all convinced of that. But the question is, what, what, do you, what, what does that mean? The difference is that Tom Brady last year had his most productive year, uh, you know, statistically since the Randy Moss year in 2007. He did that at 44. Dan, one of the other guys who knows Tom Brady very well told me yesterday, said, here's the other thing about Brady that people have to realize. Nothing hurts. He's not in any pain. Last year, a year ago, he had to have that surgery uh, with Neil Elitrash to repair his knee. And so he had to go through a bunch of rehab in the offseason. Right now, no surgery, no rehab. Arm doesn't hurt, shoulder doesn't hurt, knee doesn't hurt. He's fine. So, you know, he still really loves doing this more than anything else. As long as his family's okay with it and they appear to be very okay with it, why not? He's Peter King, the uh, must-read column every Monday morning, football morning in America. What do you make of the Aaron Rodgers contract details there that uh, uh, $150 million over the next three years with the first two years fully guaranteed? You know, I think what it said to me was, so 
it's going to be very hard for Aaron Rodgers to walk away after one year, clearly. And when I read that and look at that, I look and say, okay, mentally, Aaron Rodgers says, I'm playing the next two years. That's what I think. And the only thing about this, Dan, that that to me is a little bit troubling for the Packers is that they have to sign uh, Devontae Adams. And, you know, I don't take what he said yesterday, which is I'm not playing for the franchise tag. I don't take that all that seriously, but I think what the Packers probably should do is sign Devontae Adams to four, to a four-year or five-year contract, but with these kind of dead years at the end, the phony years where you know there's a good chance that's going to be it. When I look and see at when I look and see Rogers' contract, the one thing I say is he's on that team for the next two years. Devontae Adams has his godfather for the next two years. So he's going to make a lot of money the next two years. And are the Packers going to be okay enough by pushing a lot of money into the future uh, to make sure that they have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams through the last game of 2023? What are the Browns doing by talking to, interviewing, flirting with Deshaun Watson? I mean, I think they sit here right now and think at best there's a 50-50 chance that Baker Mayfield's our guy long-term. Maybe some people in the organization think it's 60-40 that a healthy Baker Mayfield is going to be good enough for them to contend to go deep into the playoffs next year. But probably what they're thinking is, Here's a guy who, if we can withstand the, the storm of uh, everything that's going to come at Deshaun Watson in these civil suits for the next year or so, if we can withstand that, if we can withstand a lot of our customers being supremely ticked off that the, the billboard of our franchise is going to be a guy who currently is being accused by 22 women of sexual impropriety. Dan, I just think, you know, everybody is saying, oh, let's go get Deshaun Watson. I mean, this is not gone away. Criminally, it's gone away for the time being, probably forever. But how about, how about in the court of public opinion and in the court of civil legalities? He really still, this is not over. And so I just think you have to have a certain belief in Deshaun Watson. I talked to one general manager over the weekend, not Cleveland, but talked to one general manager over the weekend who asked me, which tells me everything you need to know. And I don't think he's going to end up going to this team, but, but uh, how many of those 22 cases do you think go forward and are serious? So, you know, it's clear that NFL decision makers want this to go away and believe that at one point it will go away. And we'll see if it does. Thank you, Pete. Great to talk to you again. Have a great week. 
All right. Thank you, Dan. That's Peter King, Football Morning in America. Must read column by Pete. A couple of phone calls. Ted in Tampa. Hey, Ted, what's on your mind today? Hey, Ted. Good morning, Dan. Uh, hey, I've uh, got a great poll question here. Oh, okay. Uh, with with uh, Brady coming back, who suffers the greatest collateral damage? A, the teams that thought they were going to get Gronkowski. B, the teams that thought they could get Ryan Jensen. Or C, all of the quarterbacks who thought they were going to be able to come to Tampa. Um, no, well, thank you, Ted. Um, I don't know how many quarterbacks were coming to Tampa. I would probably say if I'm an NFC team that I thought that I was not going to have to worry about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. You know, I'd be worrying about the Rams, Packers, Cowboys, maybe another team in there, but now you got to worry about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I, I would say that that would, I mean, Ryan Jensen's a good player and, um, uh, Brady losing a couple offensive linemen, one to retirement, one going to the Bengals. And having Ryan Jensen there is really important. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe in Wisconsin. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Hey, uh, 510-159. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm limping in here. I heard Florio in the first hour kind of negotiating a little penalty, and uh, I was out shoveling snow and uh, called in and wagered against Seton Packers of the field for a partially nude snow angel. Uh, we've had a little light snow here in uh, Wisconsin, so wondering if, uh, if there's anything I can do besides the snow angel because uh, hmm. very little snow to be found. Uh, well, first of all, what's partially nude mean? Does that mean topless? You know, um, it was it was open to open for debate. Uh, yeah, Seaton. I do appreciate that the snow angel part of the bet was what was being you know sort of up for debate right now. The partially nude thing is still very much cleared to go. I, think, I, I would say partially nude, by the way, is like down to your underwear. Yeah. I, I, sure. Joe, Joe, you said you would do a snow angel. Like, what part of snow and angel are you trying to get rid of here? Yeah, Seaton. What if we did well, some? Well, we don't have any snow. Okay. But I bet the water is still pretty cold. Could always do some kind of like polar plunge kind of thing if you want to. Yeah, but I can't lose Joe. I can't I can't be oh, able to. Do we need a waiver signed for that or yeah, something? Yeah. Like, what happened to Joe? Oh, he had a bet with the Dan Patrick show. God rest his soul. Yeah, Paul. I think we could go on without him. If we had to, we could buckle down. You think we could move yeah, on we without could Joe? Do a couple more years. Okay. He'd be uh, missed. Thoughts and prayers. How about, you know, if you can't, there's no more snow up there? I mean, there's there's some really dirty, crunchy, icy stuff. I mean, I'd be willing to go bloodbath. But. That is good TV, Joe. I mean, this is about content. Why don't you think of the audience here and stop thinking about yourself and your that's health? True. That's true. I'm just, yeah, that's content. I'm with you. I'll get uh, I'll get bloodied up for the gang and uh, <laughs> have some have something sent your See, way. See, that's what we like to hear. That's that's when you give back. And Joe, make sure you uh, let uh, Tyler know you're going to send the video to us. We'll uh, we'll put it on, out there on social media with the show. Yeah, I'll do that. And uh, we watched that Ali Wong special on uh, Netflix the other night. Whew, don't want to watch that one with your mom, DP. Okay. <laughs> well, Ali Wong. I I don't. I, I guess stand up comedian. I'm not quite sure. I did watch Taylor. Oh, what's her last name? Tomlinson. That's a Netflix special. Very funny. 
Very, very funny. Uh, I, I read a review of it, and then I watched, and uh, it, it lived up. It lived up to the billing. Very, very good. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. And somebody's turning down the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't even want to be on the ballot. And this person should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Merch Madness, go to danpatrick.com. We have the uh, new Never Say Never creamsicle color t-shirt there. Some basketball t-shirts as well for the upcoming March Madness. Also, the uh, baseball season. Got some great t-shirts there. Go to danpatrick.com. Here's the Raptors radio network with a message to LeBron James last night. And in the midst of all this... Now he's trying to explain what happened. Now, if that happened to him, he's just frustrated. Oh, big time. LeBron, your team stinks. That's all there is to it right now. All right. But he was at least hustling there. Now, were those the Raptors or were those the Wizards announcers? Yes, Eden. Because that wasn't a basketball play. What, when he was going for a loose ball? Going out of bounds and... No, you throw it off your opponent. You do throw it off your opponent, but not usually the opponent who's laying down, and you normally don't, (laughs) like, fire it at him like that. That felt more, way more like a frustration play than a basketball play. Oh, I'm sure that there was frustration, absolutely, because he thought he got fouled on the play. But Or just because this season's been terribly frustrating. Yes. But he's played well, for the most part. I mean... And I said that this is going to happen as they continue to play poorly. He was going to continue to talk about his stats. You know, now he's the first with 10K in rebounds, points, and assists. And now we're, you know, inching closer to Carl Malone. You know, if there's nothing else to talk about, might as well talk about that. But, uh, you know, LeBron scoring 30. It's the plus minus is minus 21. And he's not even faking it like he cares about defense. I had, I was pretty good at faking defense, like f- false hustle. I mean, it, it, it's an art that I crafted over the years. So I'm, oh man, I'm hustling so much. Yes, yes, Marv. Now, were you the king of as soon as you scored? Hey, get back on deck. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 <laughs> yeah. hey, grab ball, get ball. Let's go. <laughs> I was. The, nobody wants to play defense more than the guy who just scored. Fact, accurate. Yes. We, you know, you hit a jumper, you're like, get, get, get you, you pick him up. Let's go. Come on. Meanwhile, if you miss the shot, you don't say anything. You're like, damn. God. <laughs> All right. Here's the story. Dolly Parton says that she's extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she doesn't feel that she's earned that right. She must respectfully bow out. She doesn't want to take votes away from other candidates. She says that her husband is a total rock and roll freak, has always encouraged me to do a uh, rock and roll album. I wish all the nominees good luck. Thank you again for the compliment. 
rock on. Now, is she in the country country music hall of fame? She, she has is. to be. Yeah, okay. yeah. She was inducted in nineteen ninety-nine. Okay. But you know, we've talked about this before. The rock and roll hall of fame, it's not about rock and roll, it's about music. But they call it the rock and roll hall of fame. Cleveland, home of rock and roll. And so you kind of put that umbrella up and Dolly probably saying, look, I'm not a rock and roll artist. And she's not. Yeah, Paul. That said, if you go to the Billboard charts, not the Billboard country charts, the Billboard charts, she's had two number one hits. She's had 26 songs in her career that have been on the Billboard charts. Again, not the country charts. Islands in the Stream with Kenny Rogers, 9 to 5, Here You Come Again, many other songs. Well, no, she has the resume to be in the Hall of Fame. She just doesn't consider herself. She's she's going by the the letter of, not the law, but Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm not a rock and roller. But then you have other artists who are in there. You know, rap groups are in there. They're not rock and roll. Should you change the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the name of it? And I know that, you know, Dolly's being humble here. But I would love to see her in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he. Well, then, does there need to be a music Hall of Fame and then a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. It, it feels like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the yeah. the biggest of the music halls of fame, and the country has its niche. And yeah, I, I I don't know. I I mean, it feels like she's being overly humble here, but I would love to see her in the Hall of Fame. I'd love to have. I'd love to hear the speech there. I'd love to hear when the other artists get on stage with her and perform with her. And she's a great ambassador. But says doesn't want to go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Paul, or uh, Fritzy called for Dolly Parton. We did. We invited her yesterday. Oh, okay. Hopefully, uh, right. she would do something. That'd be nice. What are the odds? The commissioner of the NFL or Dolly Parton? Definitely Dolly Parton. I have a better shot with Dolly Parton. But I'd rather have Dolly Parton than I would the commissioner yeah. of the NFL. Or Same. Yeah. Dolly Parton as commissioner of the NFL. That's mm, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh,. All right, uh, update the poll results there, Seaton. I don't even know if I asked you last this past hour. Uh, right now, Dan, uh, 33% of the audience think Deshaun Watson is playing for the Panthers next mm. year. Saints making a strong showing, and then the Browns looking pretty good after okay. that. Final hour coming up on this Tuesday. Ray Allen will join us. Had a great moment. Kevin Garnett gets his jersey retired, and Ray was there and went out, got a big hug. Paul Pierce joined him. Everything's good, right? We'll talk to Ray. He'll join us coming up. One more item. Close out hour two. College Hoops fans, join the action on the court. The biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. You can turn your team's victory into a big victory. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. They win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still join the College Hoop action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play in these free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Down Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Promo code is Patrick. Bet $5 on any college basketball team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win. Promo code Patrick. This week, DraftKings Sportsbook. Have to be at least 21 years of age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE. NY.